This is the MDRT Podcast. Has a client ever insisted that they pay when you've offered them a free meeting or seem to be more concerned about your finances than their own or shown far more interest than you've expected them to? During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Leanne Bull from Bundaberg, Queensland, Australia. David Mazuris from Whitehorse, Yukon, Canada. Paresha Hicksville, New York, USA. Describe the situations that have yielded the most surprising client gratitude. I'm willing to start on that one because it just happened to me like four days ago. First time this kind of thing has happened and it's, it's really, really cool that it happened. We do not charge fees at the first meeting like Lee and like you do. And we bring the client in and we, we see what they're doing and we talk to them and then we say, okay, in order to create a financial plan, these are the fees and how we get compensated for the assets and the insurances. We explain all that at the end of the second meeting and they have the choice to go ahead with us or not. Well, this couple came in and this was their second meeting. In the first meeting, they had given us some of their facts and we kind of produced what we felt was important to them. And they wanted to continue as fee-based plans where they would come in and they spend time with us on assessment of what their needs were. And then I would charge them by the hour, like an attorney or an accountant. And if there were any products, they said extra work is later on. But the part that really blew me away was at the end of the meeting, the husband and the wife both said to me together that, yes, we'll come in for a meeting a month later and we want these questions to be discussed. But you must include the cost of today's meeting also and we'll pay you for that also, pay you for that time. So I was the one who had said that this meeting is on us and yet they were willing to kind of pay, which was something that took me kind of aback. And he was actually about to write a check and I said, okay, we'll do it in the next meeting. So that was simply something new, new experience. We charge our casual rate rather than a client rate if they want a per hour rate. And that's not attractive because you've got to get people committed to the process because a lot of the work we do isn't necessarily accountable to a client, like keeping our track with the markets, keeping up with legislation, keeping informed, keeping abreast of the new product rules, keeping abreast of new technologies, keeping on top of things. Our clients will share in that time, but it's not delegated specifically to. And so the clients who should get the most benefit from that are the ones that are willing to pay you like a retainer, I suppose, or an ongoing service fee, which is what we call it, an ongoing service fee. The ones that just want to be able to pop in and ask a question, first of all, they don't get priority in our booking and service. And secondly, they get our casual rate. So most of them decide very quickly that they're better off being clients than, than being a casual because that book is always full. So that getting an appointment is like six weeks down the track and then they're paying a premium for it anyway. Might as well just be a client and that way I know I can get the attention I want when I want it. And I think from our point of view, it's better to have people that are very engaged in the process than the people who just expect your time. There's enough to do anyway, focusing on the people who are holistic in their goals without kind of like, you know, jumping and dropping things for people who just want one-off. It's not about the one-off nature of that conversation. I just went into one aspect of it. There was a lot more involved about what they needed done, how they needed it done, how they would come every quarter, how it would be a full financial plan, how 
all those parts were involved what blew me away was the mm-hmm. fact that they wanted to pay me for a time which i told them would be on me so that was the part that was really exceptional and which has never happened before in my life i mean i don't think that the other aspects of what you say may are absolutely right and we were talking about things that they would do with me in terms of the investment what portion i would handle and all that and that all goes with the plan and i totally am cognizant of what you're talking about in terms of involvement with a client on a casual basis versus as a full-fledged financial planning work that you do my shock here or my surprise and my very pleasant surprise was okay you told me you're going to do this for free but here take a check you know i mean that made me feel good yeah I'm moving away from a volume bonus payment that we've been getting. So I started with my gold clients and my gold clients have millions of dollars with me and let's pick a figure that was $16,000 that they were paying me plus I was getting say $8,000 indirectly from the volume payment. So I their admin fee by moving to a different product, the same features, the same functionality, same computer system but just changing the name so that the fee structure changed was going to save them around about 6 of that $1000. So consequently I said to them that I would increase my fee so I could replace some of the 8 that I was losing but they would be paying less because of the fact that we would be changing them over. So in the end they would have a little bit of a saving. And their comment to me was So what does it mean to you and I said well I'll be overall losing about $2000 but they were going to be paying me $6000 more and their answer to me was we'll only do it Leanne if you don't lose a single cent you make sure that so adjust the fees so that you don't lose They were happy to move over to the new platform and be in the new technology and do all those types of things take away the volume bonus payment so they could see directly what they were paying me and what they were paying for admin but they didn't want me to take any cut at all in the income and that was my first client that I presented it to the next client I presented it to is pretty much exactly the same kind of conversation similar conversation I was pro- probably predicting it a little bit more the second time round and since I've been having those conversations with clients because now as of the 1st of July there's no longer any volume bonus in the system anymore and so i had been slowly moving people over whereas now we're kind of doing our best to get everyone over in my opinion they should have just t- let the old product cuz it's on the same computer system it's the same technology it's the same everything it's just one product than the other and instead of allowing us just to reduce the fee on the existing product we've um got to move them over to this new product which interferes with continuity of um reporting so at the end of the day it's a very frustrating thing because we've just had 11 good years in the market in 15 years time you want to be sitting there showing a client what they've had over 15 years not what they've had over the last 4 years if we do have a turnaround and have a market downturn so it's it's disappointing the way that they've gone about it but i do love the flexibility and the way that that platform works and so at this moment in time we haven't been able to find a way to replace it so that's what i've been doing is moving clients over but having them not want any discounts themselves and happy to pay directly more to me to have me compensated the same way when we're talking significantly big dollars was very rewarding You never know what people are going to say. You've got to give them a chance. 
For me, I guess uh, when I think of the situations where I've gotten the most joy and satisfaction from is is recently I've taken over a new group of clients that are, you would use the term orphans, and I've had some resistance for some of those people to sort of come in and see me. And my staff is then becomes persistent to sort of say, no, you need to come in. And then they come in kind of irritated and grumpy and they walk away thinking, why did I take so long to come in? Or I talk to people and at the end of the discussion, because I've used conceptual selling and they say, yes, okay, you're the fifth advisor I've had. I finally get it now. That's great. Those kind of situations are the parts where I find the most amount of joy or the third kind of situation where the husband says, yeah, I'll come in. I'm not sure if my wife will join because she doesn't like this kind of stuff. She comes anyway. And then she becomes a bigger fan than the husband just because you get the connection part using often conceptual selling to connect emotionally. Those are the parts that bring me the most amount of joy. They do need to. I love it when we get a client that's been kind of like a, what we call a policy holder because when I started 33 years ago, we sold policies. We didn't have financial plans, but we converted a lot of our policy holders over to clients, but some still stayed as policy holders, which is really just one kind of policy or two policies or insurance and an investment or something like that, but not us managing everything. But when you finally convert them into somebody who actually sees the benefit of paying an advisor a fee to review and what they get out of it, they go from one extreme to the other, from being non-interested to being absolutely wanting to drag all their family and friends and members and everybody in to see you and delighted with the process and telling everybody in town how great it is. So I do enjoy that side of things, converting people who didn't have that positive attitude right from the beginning, who had to be changed from not seeing any value to seeing great value. For members hearing about these surprises, are there any lessons you would give to those who want to replicate your experience? What were the takeaways for you? I would simply say that when you give off your best and all MDRT members, we are at MDRT level because we're doing that. When you're giving off your best, it is okay to ask for the the compensation. Often we ourselves hold ourselves back in terms of what we ask for. And that has prevented a lot of people from transferring the business to the proper right kind of fee-based structure, including myself. And uh, I think that developing the right compensation for delivery of value to the client needs to be a conversation that you need to have with yourself and create the plan and the conversation you want to have with clients and prospects. So I think that's the lesson that I have for myself and that I would share with members. Immediately, when you asked your question, what came to mind is a video I was asked to do by the Financial Planning Association in Australia. So I won the Value of Advice Award numerous years ago. So they asked me to do a video with some clients and I've chose a couple of clients who had basically retired and been talked into, this is before they met me, gearing into property and they were heavily geared into property to the point where they had no income because the property was absorbing all of their income and they couldn't get Centrelink because they had too many assets and so they literally had no income. Now that's a very unpleasant place to be. When they came into my office, I did a lot of pro bono type work for them initially to the point where I got them to a stage where they could 
start to unwind things because it was a lot with self-managed super funds that they had in all sorts of bad moments, you name it. They, they got into depression, they'd got themselves into a really bad set of circumstances. Anyway, I changed their life. They now have travelled the world. They've done all sorts of things and everything's completely different. So we got, I was lucky enough to be asked by the FPA to be a part of a video and the video was interviewing them and um, like similar to this interviewing me and we had no idea what they were going to say to the questions or anything like that and basically it ended with she's like my fairy godmother she's made it our retirement just magical and we couldn't be more grateful for what she's done for us and sort of the little alert so for about that was stayed on the FPA website for about five years and probably I showed it to a few clients who showed it to a few clients and so forth not everyone gets asked by an organization but if you can find a really happy client who is prepared to do a professional video because I think reading someone's comments is one thing but actually getting to eyeball them and see them is a different thing I think that was a you know like I don't show that video to clients very often anymore except if they happen to be really heavily indebted into property I'll drag it out but I do believe that that was one of the things that helped us change it was about that same kind of time when we started charging like not only us telling people we're going to charge them for the first appointment but actually giving them the fee so there's a quite a fair few things that we changed at that time where we did different things and that enabled us to really take the business to the next level and get a lot more I suppose referrals and appreciated clients which has been you know what we enjoy now. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.